As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Michael Saka. Today we talked to Florian Dorfbauer of UserSnap. And Matt, what'd you think? It was really great to hear about how they are doing growth experiments there and trying to build up processes as they grow their team. They're trying to be really methodical and operating on a weekly basis, um, working together to try different ideas that are maybe unconventional that they wouldn't normally try. And then if they work out, then it becomes part of their playbook. And it's it's a really good process. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be working as they grow and kind of helping them with growth and to organize their team. So let's get into it. Wistia is a video hosting platform built specifically for business. If you're using video as a part of your marketing strategy, you need to be able to measure its impact. 
Wistia is helping over 175,000 businesses do just that with premium video hosting, lead generation tools, and in-depth video analytics. For more about Wistia, visit wistia.com forward slash rocket ship. So tell us a bit about um, UserSnap. Uh, yes, UserSnap. What is UserSnap? UserSnap is a basically a, a communication tool, a visual communication tool for people working on, on a web project. And we figured that, well, communication is key in so many senses, but if you're working on a web project, it's super key that you communicate very clearly. And why is this, why is it important? I think there are few teams and few situations in the world where people need to work with each other having a, so much of a different background. Just imagine there are designers and there are developers and sometimes you need to deal with a customer and then there are UX guys and they all have a different background and in a sense they need to communicate what they want to change, what they want to improve. And uh, we, as a starting team, we've been in exact situation when we worked as an agency for big clients from the telco industry and we figured that we never got bug reports we understood because the regular bug report we received was like, doesn't work well, okay. And then we had to collect all the context information we needed. And that's that was the nucleus where we started with, with UserSnap. And today, UserSnap is one of the simplest tools you can imagine. It's basically a button sitting in inside your browser and whenever you want to share a feedback or report a bug, you click the button, you get the three or four most simplest tools you can think of, like a highlighting tool, a virtual sticky note, uh, a pen tool, and you can annotate what you see. After that, you hit send, and the developer or the person in charge of the problem will get a screenshot out of your uh, browser. And not only he or she will get a screenshot, but also... A couple of meta information like the browser dimension, the operating system, stuff like that. So is this something that you put in like your website? And so it's that Java, it's a little snippet, you put it in your website and then you can, um, the, your visitors have the ability to send you the feedback. Exactly. Exactly. So they don't need to install anything. It's not a browser add on. It's, it comes along with the website itself. It's like installing Google Analytics if you want to compare it this way and uh, of course we do have browser extensions for other purposes but in the most general cases uh, you install user snap in your website and off you go you have very cool yeah yeah so you mentioned um, you guys were running an agency did you stop that the the agency and then switch over to user snap or kind yes, of yes yeah so that's, that's what we did yes Yes, it, is, it started as a side project and it turned out that people are loving it and we, we saw the opportunity and uh, quickly found a seed investor and stopped the agency and now focusing full-time on, on UserSnap. Very cool, very cool. So um, how big is your team now? At the moment, we're eight people on three different locations locations, and we're growing very, very quickly. The problem is a little bit the hiring process, yeah. and that's what we will talk about a little bit later, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> I'd love to hear how, um, what kind of, uh, I guess, issues first that you guys have hit as you, as you grow, 
um, that led you to realize that we need processes if we're actually going to make this thing work? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you're just a founding team. You're three. We we started as a team of three, and we grew quite quickly. Got uh, some seed funding, and uh, I think when we, I think starting with employee number six, you need to have some <clears throat> some minor processes, but it's not that crucial at this size. But if you if you realize that your goal are somehow growing up to 20, 30 people in, in the near term, you need to think about the processes upfront. And well, I think we realized this half a year ago and, and then decided on what processes to focus because you don't want to have a, a lot of overhead when you're still small. And that's when we came up with the question, what's the most important thing we, we need to do now? And it's growth. And then we that was the main headline and still is. So we said, well, let's build a growth process. And mm-hmm. basically we typed into Google how to set up growth process. <laughs> <laughs> was there any results? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it was, that, that, that was not 100% true. Yes, we, got, <laughs> we got a couple of hits. Of course, Google knows everything. Now, the truth is... <laughs> It's it's a question of your mindset. So you can set up uh, engineering processes. You can set up uh, marketing processes and stuff like that. And in the end, what is a startup? A startup is something which needs to grow fast. And so everything else, yeah, you can name it marketing. But in the end, if it's not contributing to growth and only stabilizing something which is already there, it's not part of what we what we are going to focus. So. Anyways, the question was, was there some useful result? Yes, there was a useful result. I found a blog post on Medium from a guy claiming that he is doing growth experiments at SoundCloud, but he's never worked at SoundCloud. So <laughs> basically, it was a theory of how to set up a growth process. Okay. The, sim- okay. the simplest growth process you can think of, and uh, we implemented this growth process. It's quite simple. And it goes like this. We have a backlog of growth ideas. Everybody in the team is invited to contribute to the backlog and everybody in the team needs to, well, somehow um, have a hypothesis why an idea needs to be implemented. And then we decide on the ideas and then we do the ideas. And that's that's it. And after, the, after our experiments end, we collect the results and if an experiment works, it will be, well, somehow used in a in a playbook where we refine the idea right now we are uh, for example I'll give you one example <clears throat> this can be as small as let's change the pricing page on our website to uh, as big as let's try outbound sales in a vertical we've never been into or something like that mm. and uh, experiments are all pretty pretty short so three to four weeks and uh, everybody's responsible for their own uh, experiments. And I think this is a, this thing has a limit when when we're reaching maybe twenty people. But right now, that's that's exactly what we need. So, um, how are you organizing these processes, and who's setting the goals on them? <clears throat> the goals are well. Each each idea needs to have a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. So, give you an example, and the, the uh, <clears throat> example reads like. If we change, uh, if we change, a, a very dumb example. If we change the color of the checkup button from blue 
to red. Uh, I think we will make uh, 20% more revenue this month because people love red. This would be the hypothesis. Of okay. course, nope, yeah, this is a this is a dumb example. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we get we get it though. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. So I need to convince uh, you, for example, if you were on my team, and you would say, "Hey, Florian, nah, don't believe in you." And so <laughs> I think that this would be the, the main filter. But if the idea sounds great or something like that, uh, we decide together. Let's let's make it. And then there's a micro assessment if we can afford this experiment in terms of uh, do we have enough resources to do it? And yeah. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. So once you've done an experiment or it's in process or in progress, what's the next step? How does it become part of the, the playbook, as you say? Yeah, we, we, we test if the hypothesis hold. So if, if uh, we measure everything and uh, if, if the needle doesn't move in the right direction, uh, the experiment has failed. That's not a problem. We discuss it. We say nobody gets blamed for having an idea for an experiment which failed. doesn't matter because that's how it works. And, yeah, we move on. If it doesn't fail, so if it's, if it's a success, uh, we try to understand why it really was a success and refine the experiment put it to a playbook and, uh, well, share it with each other and uh, try to make, a, out of this idea, a recurring process. One example, I, I'm reaching out to every uh, every new customer we came. Personally, there was an idea. Uh, the hypothesis is that the retention rate of our customers will be longer and better if I reach out personally after the sign-up. It happened, and now this is a, a daily routine for for me personally. So, where so, are you guys tracking these? Are there any tools that you're using that are kind of helping you guys stay on the same page? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would love to tell you now. We have the most the most complex tool chain ever. Uh, in the end, it's Excel, right? Okay. So, <laughs> we, it's it's super simple, and sometimes it's uh, Google Docs. But I mean, the main the main tracking sheet is Excel because we're doing a lot of uh, analysis within this Excel sheet. But it's maybe maybe three Excel sheets and, and a couple of uh, Google Docs. It's super simple, and I am frankly, it's not because we can't afford any uh, elaborate tools. I believe that. You really need to focus on on the content of the ideas and not on the tool chain. Mm-hmm. So, well, we have yeah, that that's hands on hands on what we're doing here. Yeah, no, and that that's cool. I mean, at, at Crew, we're using Trello, um, and yeah, yeah. You know, it's a free tool, but it works yeah. beautifully uh, for for kind of similar processes. Um, frankly, that's not completely true. I mean, we of course we use Blossom, for example, to manage uh, larger projects within our growth process. 
Blossom is, I, I believe, the, the most beautiful uh, project management tool out there. And it's quite simple, beautiful, and I really love it and can recommend it. I also love Trello, of course, uh, but uh, we decided to go with uh, Blossom. No, very cool, yeah. Um, yeah, we spoke with them a little while ago, actually. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful great. tool. Um, yeah, so what's been the, the biggest challenge for you guys uh, growing from three to, to eight? Um, and trying to, you know, implement new processes like this and, and new kind of ways of working together. Hmm, from th- from three to eight, uh, yeah, we we had to learn how to hire the, <laughs> the the best people. I mean, that's something you don't think about when you start a company. Hmm. And uh, the agency was a little bit smaller. We had a lot, of, a couple of people, but it, it's a different process hiring, like for an agency hiring developers for an agency. As compared to hiring people for a company where you build a product, yeah, and that that was a big learning. So uh, with all those hiring skills we had already, and this was like five years, uh, we thought we are we're well equipped with uh, the skills that we need to grow the company. And well, it's completely different. That that was a big challenge to understand whom we need to ask to work with us. Mm. Yep. So, um, what's been the biggest uh, the the biggest creator of growth for you guys? Um, what's been the best growth channel uh, that you've discovered through this process? Yeah, right now it's uh, in general it's inbound marketing, still inbound marketing, and uh, what we are doing is writing a lot of blog posts. We're not only on our blog, but on other blog posts, on other blogs. Uh, of course, uh, educating about. The workflow we are thinking of and uh, sometimes being a little bit theoretical as well, how we perceive the world, but it's it's inbound. We're using email a lot. We love to send emails. We're sometimes sending emails a little bit too often, but that's how it, how it goes. Email is a great channel. Uh, also inbound, basically. Yeah, so inbound uh, yeah. is the one. Yeah, we hear that over inbound and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, if it, so, um, well, I have a little bit of a background, of a math background. It, the math doesn't work out if your product is is not um, more expensive than a certain threshold. It okay. doesn't make sense to make uh, outbound sales at all, as it doesn't pay off. I mean. We're happily in a situation where the the more expensive products we're selling are they they allow us to do a little bit of outbound and we we do this right now, but inbound for software as a service companies for software as a service products is the way to do it as it, everything else wouldn't pay off the cost of uh, customer acquisition. Yeah. So what is that threshold that you found um, that you guys are using as a baseline for whether to do outbound or inbound sales? Yeah, that that depends on so many so many different uh, variables. Like, uh, how much is your sales guy? How how effective or what conversion rate do you expect from your sales process? That I think you can't uh, tell in general. But if you want to have a number, I would say any product which doesn't generate at least uh, or any customer which doesn't generally generate 10k US dollar in a year. It's not worth to do uh, outbound sales mm. unless you're, I mean, there are a lot of ifs now, but sure, 10K, sure. 10K will be something where I say, well, let's give it a try and try to increase the, 
the, the value of the customer, something like that, below 10K, I think that's a little bit, well, problematic to do. So how did you start off the sales team there? Uh, yeah, that's that's a recent process. So that's um, the, the idea is that, and that's what we've learned from the last 12 months, the idea is that two of the three co-founders need to be need to understand everything before we can scale the sales process. And that's what my day-to-day job is at the moment, doing sales together with Joseph, one of my co-founders, and trying everything which comes to our mind to be more efficient. And it's also embedded in the growth process because it's a headline, a mantra. And, uh, yeah, we're trying a lot of things at the moment with outbound sales, different verticals, different approaches, trying a lot uh, down to changing email copy, calling people, uh, cold calling people, cold emailing people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And uh, so the, the time frame for each iteration is about a week. Then we sit together, uh, exchange thoughts, how we can make it better. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very... Uh, uh, happy that we have this process of, of the growth process and the mindset now because if you just try something and understand and believe that everything's going to be better within one iteration, you will end up very frustrated. <laughs> and so, in a sense, the process is also something which can help you over over some problems you you will in, in find. Yeah, it sounds like you have a a whole growth process within sales itself that's kind of separate from the marketing and inbound stuff. Yeah, but only because we're just starting it off and uh, it will be embedded very soon. Is a week enough time to to really see if your approach is working before changing it? Uh, Yeah, yes. If if you have a look at the micro changes, yes. Like if you have... 2,000 leads and sending them an email and the open rate is 40%. And Joseph is doing exactly the same with the same cohort of people. And cha- and he used a different copy and his open rate is 20%. The answer is he really needs to change the copy. Uh, something like So on, on this level, I think a week is enough because you can send a lot of emails in a week. Um, for general questions, I think a week is not enough. Like if you... If you want to have an answer, if a specific vertical is is a good customer for you or has a lot of customers for you, you need to dig deeper because you need to understand the vertical. You need to understand how the, the decision processes work there. And right now, I think we we have a couple of a couple of verticals which are well understood with with the founding team, and a couple of verticals which are. Yeah, which we would love to be in, but not we're not in there yet. So I agree this will take a little bit longer than a week. So when you're setting up those longer processes, do you have kind of the end goal and then smaller processes to work up to a conclusion for, say, something like a market? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, once... once um, such an idea is kicked off within our growth process. It's it's not actively managed by more than two people. So this daily process from up from the decision that we're doing it uh, is managed within Slack, and we're having 
Mm. We, so that's one-on-one -on -one communication, and we're very fast. The only thing which is uh, in terms of how do you, we manage all those stuff is the weekly growth meeting, which replaced everything else we had before. And uh, at this place, it's a all hands meeting. We're together and discuss the results each each of us had. And uh, yeah, also if a, uh, if something failed and we're collecting new ideas, so that's the the weekly point where we where we steer the new ideas, where we steer what the processes everybody's involved in. How do you um, kind of keep blame out of the equation when you're doing these? How have you guys managed to kind of heat off those heated conversations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, investing in culture. I would yeah. Say. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, it sounds easy, but in the end it is. <laughs> in the end, I mean... I, I repeatedly tell everybody on the team that no one's to blame for for a failed uh, experiment. And in a in a sense, I think as as we decided, I mean, there's no democracy in the decisions. It's not like we're tree huggers and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody knows. Well, there's an idea, and if the idea uh, is good. We, everybody tells each other we are very, very open with feedback, very direct, so we're Austrians. Okay. <laughs> it can, can be hard for some. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, if, if if we don't believe that an idea is good, we, we say this idea is maybe not good. And maybe we even skip the word maybe. Okay. <laughs> so that that's a very direct thing. But that's how we also, that's linked with the hiring process. I mean, we're really are looking for people uh, who can stand this uh, can stand this kind of feedback. It's direct, yes. Okay, yeah. And I guess it needs so, to be at times. Yeah, know? yeah, and very, very little fluff. I mean, it, and it's not a personal thing. So getting back to this idea with the red and blue button, the answer in our growth meeting, if, if I would suggest this thing would be, this idea is a bad idea. Nobody looks at the, at the color. There are even blog posts telling you that the color is not that relevant. Mm -hmm. So, and this... Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it. But next, if, if next someone's board. someone's very passionate, then you allow them to kind of run with it. Uh, yeah. If, if there are, if there's proof enough that the the effort is worth it, otherwise, uh, I would say no. Okay. Okay. So it's Fair. on them I mean, to to really convince the team and get people excited about the direction. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a selling process somehow. I mean, nobody's happy to like. I said everybody's uh, responsible for their own suggestions, but in the end, so if if I want to change something on the web, I, I need uh, the team to act on it, right? So I need to call Thomas, asking him for copy, and he, uh, I want him to be passionate about. It. But if he doesn't believe in the idea in the in the first place, it's my job to convince him. Right. And yeah, <clears throat> and it really comes back to sales. Everything comes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and hiring the right people. I mean, the, uh, we understood that there are people around who, who are not happy with such a process. They want different processes. It's it's. I try. So I'm, that, that's a neutral uh, a neutral observation. Um, it's it's not everybody. It's not everyone's uh, piece of cake. What we are doing, and. Yeah, but I, at the moment, I, I'm absolutely convinced that the team we're having is the best team in the world. 
and we are direct, we are friendly with each other, we, we respect each other, but we also, everybody tells each other what he or she thinks about stuff. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's good. Yes, it's important <laughs> to communicate, uh, yeah. honestly, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So that, it's very cool, and it allows for you guys to experiment without um, without the the necessary, like, I guess, the risk of of tanking the company or being blamed for something. It's all experiments, and they're all small, um, and they're all leading to something bigger. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so I completely. Uh, yeah, let's redesign the whole web page, and everything's going to be better. That that's not a part of the growth process we're uh, working on at the moment. Mm-hmm. As this would be too big of a risk and too much too much resources. Maybe maybe the idea would be even good, but that's out of out of the scope of the current process. Right. Small right. small steps. That that's very very important thing. Small steps and. High, high frequency, small steps process. Very cool. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with us. Um, where can we keep up with you and UserSnap online? Uh, yeah, we are on Twitter and we're on Facebook and we're on LinkedIn and we send out a set a couple of emails a week. So you can sign up. You can sign up for a newsletter on, on our blog. What's in the emails? What, what, what kind of? What's the benefit of us signing up? <clears throat> Sign up for a newsletter, and you will learn a lot of workflow processes when it comes to web development, when it comes to web design, uh, how we believe the world will be in a couple of years. That's one of my uh, pet projects because, yeah, just recently, I hope I can share this now. Are we over time already? Uh, it's okay. Yeah, we. Okay, we... so <clears throat> one thing which which I believe will happen in the future is uh, what what's happening all the time is that. You have workflows, and then people decide to create new tools. And over time, the tools change the workflow. And uh, this observation is not from me. That's from Benedict Evans. He's with uh, Andreessen Horowitz, and mm-hmm. he wrote a nice post recently called Office Messaging and Verbs. And basically, he he, he was talking about like, uh, a couple of years ago, you, you wrote a memo and then you wrote emails attaching a document, a Word document to an email right. where <laughs> the stuff you want to communicate is in the attached document and stuff like that. So he, he is, it's good fun to read. In the end, <clears throat> the workflow changes and all of a sudden you end up with Slack and you have now Slack and communicate with with uh, your team in a in a completely new way. In, we're not sending emails any any longer within UserSnap. Everybody's on Slack, and that's that's exactly what we need. So uh, we are talking about such things and such uh, developments in, in the workflow area a lot. And I think UserSnap is also part of such a, a thinking because, well, a couple of years ago you had release cycles in software, mm-hmm. which were mm-hmm. like one or two years, so sometimes a little bit shorter, and now everything is continuous, right? So if if you deploy five times a day, you need a different uh, quality assurance process where UseSnap comes into place because it's ad hoc. It's like you immediately communicate what you see in your browser, and that's also I think I think we're following a, a bigger thing here. If you if you look at UseSnap from a ten thousand feet perspective, that's I try. I try to to push the, our product into something which will be the standard in a couple of years. 
And I hope we will reach this goal, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's always good to be looking ahead. Well, it sounds very interesting. Um just subscribe. That's uh it's that's some excellent content. So um well thank you so much uh for coming on and um we'll uh we'll be keeping up with you online. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Thanks, Matt. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And be sure to check out our app discount section where we have discounts on products that we use every day, like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today.